0: I realized in 2018 that I just did not want to be telling that story with my business anymore. I didn't want to be participating in having so much amazing knowledge and experience that I have for in business and having that locked behind kind of this ivory tower, if you will, of being referral only, of being high fee only. And This does not mean that I don't charge high fee anymore. It just means that it's not my only way to work with me.
1: This is Crisis Cast 2020 with me, Toby Goodman, a podcast where I get timely wisdom from experts in life and business. These guests will answer my five questions, sharing wisdom and insights to help you and me get through this global shitstorm. Today on Crisis Cast 2020, Lena West has been working in the online space for longer than most, but she's not had the need for her own website for at least seven years, though that's about to change with a new project. She's the perfect antidote to the pressurised bro marketing we see everywhere. And in this conversation, we talk about her fortuitous repositioning, the importance of self-care, social justice, disability, music, and what business are you really in? Here's my chat with Lena West. Before we start the show, I have something for you. If you identify as pod curious, it's perfect for you. If you're an expert consultant or business owner, maybe you're wondering if podcasting is worth the effort, especially now, or perhaps you've tried podcasting in the past, but have been disappointed with the results. In this free guide, pod star, I'll share the exact seven steps we use to help publish over 2,000 podcasts each month. To get instant access, go to podcastnetworksolutions.com. Lena West, welcome to Crisis Cast 2020. Thanks so much for joining me.
0: Thank you for having me, Toby. It's
1: my pleasure. So we were just talking before we started this. Sounds like you've moved locations. And and my my first question is always, what has been your experience of the pandemic on a local level so far? And you, it sounds like you've moved because of it. So tell me more about that.
0: Yeah. So once the rumblings about, before it was even a pan, classified as a pandemic, once the rumblings about COVID-19 started happening in it, it started getting more prominent in around February the beginning of February and I knew that I knew that 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 it was going to be much bigger than it is and than it was at that time and I thought I gotta be able to take action here and at first it was locally it was it was talk on the news and it was isolated to italy and 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 some other countries and then it had started to kind of trickle here and i said i've got to get myself to a physically geographically to a population to a place where the population is much less than new york and that's exactly what i did population is definitely much less and i cuz i just knew that that would impact how things were done and i also knew that that would impact access to resources and just exposure to the virus in general right less people less exposure kind of i was going with that and i was right and and so far it's worked out nobody in my immediate family has been infected but we've all been affected obviously you know it's it's a it's a kind of thing where I'm just really glad that I've had this business in this way for so long because, you know, I'm not new to the online business space. I've been, I've been doing this full time since 2004. I've been a coach since business coach in 2004. So I'm not new to this. And I'm glad that I structured my business in such a way that I can work and do whatever I need to do from anywhere. As long as I have a phone or internet, I'm good to go. And so, you know, I'm definitely privileged in that way. And I recognize that, and you know all the prep that you do in your business, and all the work that you do in your business. You think, gosh, you know, am I doing this for naught? Is is this going to pay off? And it's definitely paid off for me. And I don't know what it's been like in New York because I have not been there. I mean, I have friends and family there, obviously, and in that the metropolitan area. But I, I, I wish I could speak to it, but I. I can't speak firsthand to it because I haven't been there. And I, I think I made the the right decision for myself and, and my family.
1: Yeah. So where are you now?
0: I'm in the South in, in Southern, the Southern part of the country in the U S and it's a very small town. And I vacation here a lot. I holiday here a lot. And um, we have all the requisite stores and, and such to get supplies but it's uh, the population's a lot lower here. Right. and But, you know, I have access to a Walmart and a Costco and different grocery stores and gas stations and, and that sort of thing. And so it's been a, a different, a much different experience. I've heard f- firsthand accounts from people who are in New York you know, talking about the lines to actually get into the stores, and we just don't have that going on here. you you know you wear your protective gear and you go in and you get your supplies when you have to, and you go home,
1: yeah, right. There's an episode with Helen Appleby episode six or seven, and she was in a apartment block. Her apartment is right opposite Mount Sinai Haney, and she got out, right? I had a call with her scheduled and she didn't show up. And I found out that it was because she was driving south, right? So she's now in South Carolina, um, in her place there for exactly that reason, you know. So yeah, if you can not be in New York, sounds like a good choice.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been really hard to not be in New York because my husband's an essential worker and that's been that's been interesting. You know, making that decision as a family has has definitely been hard for us. But like I said, so far we've been protected, and we're just really grateful.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's good to hear. And you're you're a New Yorker.
0: I am, born and raised.
1: So this then speaks to my next question. I have these kind of two questions together, which is how are we going to get through this, and and what does the other side look like, and. For the Americans I've been speaking with, and specifically people who are from New York, a lot of them have been drawing on past experience of crisis, which has been 9/11, has been 2008. You know, so so with with your experience of, of things that you've experienced, if you if that's the worst worst question ever, with your experience taking into account, how do, how do you how do you feel like we're going to get through this? What does the other side look like?
0: I honestly have no idea. I mean, I think that what the other side looks like, What here's what I do know. What I know is the other side does not look anything like what it was. So what life was like in New York in December 2019, life is never going to look like that again. It just isn't. And I don't mean, I, I don't mean we're going to be in this state forever. I just mean that Life will be different and how we go about things will be different. even if it's even if it's something as different as, you know, how we, how we shop or how we commune with each other, uh, you know, groups, I, I don't know, but the life life will be different for sure. Business will be different for sure. I think that this is shining a light on the fact that for years, Folks who are disabled have been saying, Can we do this in a different way? Can we do this remotely? Can we do this remotely? And they've always been told, No, no, we can't do this. No, we can't do this remotely. No, it's not possible. And we're seeing that it's possible. And so I think we will continue to see things like that happening. And we're now starting to see oh, it wasn't that it wasn't possible, it was that folks didn't want to put in the effort. And that says a lot. As well. I think that on the other side of this, if you have a business, you've got to figure out how the people you serve are impacted by this and what this means to them as relates to what it is that you do and what it is that you offer. Because if you can't speak to that, if you can't shift into whatever that role is, if you're a restaurant, you need to understand that people are not going to be eating out as much. Not because at some point six months a year down the road that they'll be scared to catch a virus, but because this time has really shown them how important family meals and having meals together, how important that is and what that means to them. And so people are reconnecting with their values. And so if you're a restaurant and you're not offering family-style meals, takeout family-style meals, you're probably going to be in trouble because you're not understanding what business you're in. You're not in the restaurant business. You're not in the food business. You're in the making the comfort, making people feel comfortable business, right? Comfort food and connecting business. And you got to get that. Otherwise you'll be like the famous railroads that didn't realize that thought they were in the railroad business, but did not take the time to realize they're actually in the transportation business. So I think there's a lot of what this looks like on the other side, it's it's going to vary by industry, but it's not going to look anything like what it was. It's going to be different. and And as far as how we get there, obviously, I think we have to take care of ourselves. You know, I think this has been a wake up call for a lot of people, myself included, about self-care and not running yourself into the ground, you know, In the United States, we have fallen in love with this hustle culture, this grind culture. You know, we have people like Gary Vaynerchuk telling us, you know, hustle, hustle, grind, grind. And that messaging was played out and tired before. And it's definitely not resonant at this stage of the game. It's it's not sustainable. It's not reality. And it's not healthy. And so we have a large percent of the population who are now saying, I have to treat myself differently because if I don't treat myself well, there's a chance I may not be here. This isn't the kind of a proposition where you'd say, oh, if I don't treat myself well, you know, I might get sick or, you know, I might get a cold or I might have to go to the doctor. There's a good chance that if you're not treating yourself well, and you're not paying attention to general, just basic things like hygiene. You're in trouble in the dearest of ways. And I think people are starting to wake up to that now, and 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 get that message now. Some aren't, but a lot are. How we get through it, I think, is paying attention to ourselves so that we can be there for the people we love, our family, our friends, our neighbors, and support people who, for whatever reason, cannot support themselves right now whether that's because of their own illness or pre-existing conditions or things along those lines but we are things things are cha- things have changed and things are going to continue to change and the very first stop on this train is going to be how we take care of ourselves and making sure that we're getting rest and we're hydrated and we're nourished because that's not a luxury anymore it's a requirement
1: agreed Completely.
0: I mean, it was never a luxury, but you know how we're viewing it is—you you can't look at it as you know—it's—it's it's a luxury anymore. You got to be looking at this as this is a way for you to focus on yourself. And a lot of people are, you know, and I, I'm loving the resurgence of going back to going back to some of the home remedies and some of the natural remedies and 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 things of that nature. I'm I'm really loving. the the interest in that too. So things have changed for us.
1: They've already changed as well. And you're embracing that change. I think that seems to be, it's the people that are pushing back and it's the emails that are coming through about hustling that are for me being unsubscribed to if they weren't already. So, yeah, I think, I think that's awesome. And I love, I love the observation about the people with disabilities who've been asking for things to be changed. I think that's, that's just so eye-opening because I don't realize how much stuff people are going through because I'm not disabled, but I can see what you're talking about. Um, You know, we see it when, when it's in front of our faces, but, but the fact that you've been thinking deeply about that and, and I think, I think that is going to be the good stuff that's going to come from that. I think it's going to be easier for, for everyone to, to, to move about. I think that, I think that there will be some adaptations to buildings and things that that take in to consideration the social distancing thing, which suddenly mean that doorways are wider and people can other people can get about who previously weren't able to before. And that's uh that's an incredible thought and sh- it speaks to the kind of person you are. But also, I really, I really hope that that all comes true. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that has to, it's something we knew we had to do. No one wanted to do it. No one wanted to, to, to stop their world, stop their lives, stop their business, pause their lives, pause their business to, to do this. And now it's not an option. You know, life has a way of getting her way.
1: Tell me about what you're doing in your business because you've been doing this for a long time. You've got the CEO rising program that you're running there's two levels to it which people can find out when they check out the show notes so we won't go too deeply into the different parts of it but i'm just wondering like what you're what you're doing because you spoke to me around the social like being socially the social justice being informed with that like can you can you talk more about that because i think that's incredible and and clearly you were at a place where you were charging in some cases, way more than than you are now for certain things, but but you have this conscience, this social con- conscience, and which is incredible. So I'd I'd love you to explain about that because it speaks to what you're doing now, of course.
0: Yeah, so I'm someone who doesn't believe in any coincidences at all. So I just am looking over the past since 2018, really, with me. I've been looking at shifting my business model because I realized back in 2018 that I don't want to say unbeknownst to me because it's my business and it's been my business model. But I was I was participating unknowingly and and definitely not intentionally, but nevertheless participating in a business model that was not a social justice informed business model. So what does that mean? That means that I had a business that was referral only. I have not had a website for about seven or eight years now, probably more. I'm being conservative. I've not had a website. My business has been referral only. And I've charged, I've been charging thousands of dollars for years and years and years to work with me. It's been a significant investment to, to work with me. So that's been great for business. And what that's also meant is that there's only a certain segment of the population that's been able to literally afford to work with me. And I realized in 2018 that I just did not want to be telling that story with my business anymore. I didn't want to be participating in having so much amazing knowledge and experience that I have for in business and having that locked behind kind of this ivory tower if you will of being referral only of being high fee only and this does not mean that i don't charge high fee anymore it just means that it's not my only way to work with me right so i've i've shifted my my business model and so and and it doesn't mean that i have anything against you know a high fee business because i'm saying it didn't work for me any longer because i had to look at my business and I also had to look up I also had to look at how I wanted to show up in the world right so I started this started rumbling in my business in 2018 and I worked with an instructional designer I worked with a host of coaches I worked with just uh, some brilliant folks to help me to look at well what is it that you want then right if this business model is participating in classism, And patriarchy and consumerism and capitalism, and you don't want that anymore. What do you want? And I completely reimagined my business. And I came up with a set of three problems that I wanted to address in the coaching industry, in the business coaching, the online business coaching space. And one of them is having access to a business coach you can trust. You know, we're not going to sit here and pretend that business coaches don't have the business. Online business coaching world does not have a bit of a stain on its reputation because it does. And, you know, I I always joke around and say, you know, business coaches, online business coaches are the used car salesmen of the Internet. (laughs) And so, you know, it's 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 we got work to do. We've got work to do. And the other thing that I wanted to address is funding and the fact that service based businesses rarely get funding and definitely not micro businesses and solopreneurs so i wanted to address that and then i said i wanted to address the fact that we need to see more women identified entrepreneurs on small and big screens and because representation matters and the only time we see ourselves is if you know somebody's watching an episode of shark tank or something like where are the women identified folks on television talking about entrepreneurism and business? And so I, 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 built this, this thing and it's now called CEO rising. We, we did the work to to really have this social justice informed business model and it's been really great. And then we were going to launch in February and then COVID-19 happened. And I realized that, You know, I have a I have a bit of a different worldview than than most people. And I realized that the multiverse was preparing me and my business for this two years ago. And I now have a business model that's not only social justice informed, it's giving people what they need right now, which is someone they can trust to bring their greatest fears about their business to, and someone they can, who believes in them enough to invest in them. So we we have a grant program that's uh, that you have access to when you, um, a monthly grant and an annual grant that you have access to when you're a part of CEO Rising. And then just literally three days ago, we launched CEO Rising Studios, which is a whole other arm of CEO Rising that is going to be doing some amazing things with on-screen representation for women-identified entrepreneurs. And so I just realized, you know, and I'm giving thanks for the fact that I decided to tear my business apart back in 2018. And it's been hard, you know. 2019 was 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 a different year financially for me uh, because I was not seeking new clients or, or or anything like that. I was working on really dismantling my, what I call, what I believe was a problematic business model. And so I was actively working to dismantle that. And I did. And so I just feel like this whole time has been preparing me for this. And so folks now have access to what they need. And also the, the, the lens on representation is going to be changing with the work that we do through CEO Rising Studios. And it's going to be at a price point that people can afford right now. And I just feel deeply grateful to be doing this work. And I am most of all stunned about how, you know, if someone had told me that this was going to go on in 2020 back in 2018 and that my business would be aligned for this, I don't know that I would have believed them, but that's exactly what happened. And, I feel really good about it. Not because I want people to work with me or because I want to get more clients. That's, I am so not there. (laughs) You know, I mean, obviously everyone loves new clients, but that's not, that's not the reason I did what I did in taking apart my business. And I just feel like I can be of more, more of service now than anything else. And I can not just serve the people, my clients, but I can work on changing the landscape in the online business world. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm stoked about.
1: Yeah. That's, it's great to see that you've done that. It's great to see that you did a three day free event. it have been very tiring, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's awesome that, that you've done that and it, it feels, I guess you're feeling pretty, pretty lucky that you, you took that pause before everyone else was forced to take a pause, right?
0: I don't, I'm not someone who believes in luck. I believe that you're prepared when opportunity presents itself. But yes, <laughs> I'm fortunate.
1: Yeah, I'm right. fortunate.
0: Yes, yes. There's a lot of privilege. There's a lot of fortune. There's a lot of grace. And there's a lot of, you know, my ancestors making a way for me. So there's definitely a lot of that. And there's also a lot of work and preparation and hard work that I've put in physically and emotionally. and And also my friends, you know, because listen, you know how it is, Toby, (laughs) you know, halfway through 2019, I called one of my friends and I was damn near in tears. And I was like, I don't know if I want to change this. Like, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to I'm going to not do this thing. I'm not going to take this business apart. It's too hard to put it back together. And my friend was like, thank goodness for her. And she was like, no, keep going, keep going. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. And if she ever listens to this, she knows who she is. And so, um, you know, I don't do this unsupported, not by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Yeah, that's important to acknowledge. It's certainly taken a... Um global pandemic for me to become a podcaster, right? And I've been very comfortable hiding behind other podcasters, just, you know, showing them what to do and stuff. But like, yeah, Yeah. you know what? I I need to do a podcast now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to realize that, you know, we all have something to contribute. And thankfully it's not the same thing, right? We all have our, you know, we all have our own unique genius that we can just bring to bring to bear right now. And thank goodness it's not all the same genius because we need variety. We need difference and, and, and we need to, everyone needs to, if they can speak up in their own way and share whatever brilliance they have, because everything is needed right now. You know, the arts is needed. I, I watched recently, I was going to say Luciano Pavrati, (laughs) Andrea Bocelli, I watched him deliver a solo concert from Il Duomo a couple of weeks ago, and I just cried the entire time because here is this brilliant soul, this bright voice, this amazing voice, standing alone because of this pandemic in a cathedral. In Italy, that's just been, you know, really hard hit, and that's putting it mildly by this virus, giving what he has to give, which is his voice. And I loved that it wasn't anything that was protracted. It was, it was a half hour. It was 30 minutes. And I love that he said, this isn't a concert. This is a prayer. And I thought to myself, like, yes, we need this, all of this. And you would think to yourself, why would people need to hear from Andrea Bocelli in a pandemic? Yet that was exactly what we needed.
1: Yeah, I've really missed playing music, taking it for granted Uh, for a long time, you know, being able to go out and speak to a friend the other day and just saying, man, you know, it'd be great to be able to drive for three miles and be given some terrible food and be told to move my car. but, but. But you know, also, <laughs> but also have an hour of of connecting with with people on a stage, and and you know, I've I've done that for my whole life, you know, and and um, you know, I do, I just I value it so much. I've come to value it in the last few years so much um, with that lens of of the world needing art and needing people to put that stuff in, and for for a long time, I felt like I was, you know, I was just kind of it was an ego driven career that Mm -hmm. perhaps I shouldn't be doing, but actually when you see the results of what a well sung song does for people's spirits, it's, it's incredible. And, and so, and now I can't do it. And now, now a lot of my friends can't do it. And, um, but they are being very innovative about collaborating online, but there'll be nothing like getting on stage.
0: A jam session, nothing
1: yeah. beats it. <laughs> there'll, be no, there'll be nothing like it, right? And it's not for, yeah, it's not an extravagance. It's just an important part of, of life. I've really, I've really come to believe that. It's, t- it's taken me a long time, but yeah, it's 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 so valuable, isn't it? I'm going to check that out because I knew he did it, but I didn't. I didn't watch it. So, so thanks for flagging that. I'll try and put a link actually up on on the page. So, tell me. Uh, before we go where people can find you because you haven't had a website for a long time you've been doing the under the radar thing in a really cool way but but now you're not because you're in a position and you've positioned yourself to help people who who need you now and 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 you've done that and that's so cool so where can people find you
0: folks can find me at ceorising.co not.com but .co. Ceorising.co.
1: Okay. And you're on Facebook, LinkedIn. What's, what's your preferred method of people getting in touch? The website?
0: Yeah, the website. I mean, I'm on, I'm on the socials. I don't post a lot on social um, unless I have something really poignant to say, but the best thing to do is to head over to CEO drop your email in. I'm, you know, I'm not into inbox abuse, so you're not gonna hear from me. People are people who sign up they're like I haven't heard anything from you and I'm like that's because I talk when I have something to say. You know, I'm not trying to fill up people's inboxes with a whole bunch of offers and you know that sort of thing. Most of my marketing is 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 no cost and 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 pitch free. And so if people want to be in my orbit and learn from me, they know how to do that. You know, they'll reach out or they'll sign up on the website or whatever. But Yeah. Don't expect to hear from me a lot, except for when it's something that's really great and something that's not just going to benefit me, but it's going to benefit you as well.
1: Yeah. And I've noticed that as well. I've really noticed that you you don't communicate often, but when you do, it's poignant. And I've also noticed that when you do on, on social, suddenly you get a ton of like, yep count me in you know so it's really nice to see that it's nice to see that that is possible as well you don't have to send your you know auto responders out and all of that stuff yeah fantastic thank you linus thanks so much for your time and i look forward to speaking with you again soon
0: thank you so much for having me toby this has been this has been a really great conversation it has
1: well i feel the same way so i'll speak to you soon thanks linus This episode of Crisis Cast 2020 was produced by me in London and Kate Astrakhan in Michigan with artwork by Ryan Field and sound design by Lee Turner. Crisis Cast 2020 is a production from Podcast Network Solutions, a full-service podcast production company who are ready to help you plan, record, produce and promote your message with podcasting. To find out more and grab your copy of Podstar if you're feeling... Pod curious. Visit us at podcastnetworksolutions.com.